God is so good. A lot going on today. You can just feel it. Welcome and good morning to New Hope Community Church. Glad that you're here. My name is Pastor Ralph, and I'm part of a body of believers here that really love the Lord. How many of you know it takes a takes the whole body to see all that God has released, all the different expressions of the body of Christ. It's fun to be part of his family. It's fun to be part of the body of Christ. And even as a local church, we're part of something much bigger, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But as I open, I just want to, uh, I just want us to pray. So let's pray and ask God just to, to bring his heartbeat to us this morning. Father, we ask for your heart and what you want to release to us and through us and among us. and Father, we do declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for your goodness and your presence here. We thank you that you manifest, that you reveal yourself among us, that your, your, your glory, your goodness, is, your weight of your presence is tangible. We can experience you and experience your love and experience your, your heart and Father, in Hebrews 12, 29, it says that you, our God is a consuming fire and that you are a fire within us and you're the abundant living waters, Holy Spirit, in us and you're alive in us and God is so good to be alive unto God and we love you this morning. We're thankful to be alive in Jesus' name. Um, I want to just open this morning by just making a few observations um, how many of you know that God is so much bigger than we think he is, right? And I find it amazing that we love putting God in little boxes because in our little boxes, he's really, you know, it's like to think that you can put God in a box is absolutely like ridiculous because all through scripture, he breaks every box people try to put him in, you know, and he's always breaking the box because he's God. He's so much bigger. I was thinking not just about the universe or planet Earth or solar system, but I was thinking this morning about our own physical body. You know how many systems are working right now in order for me to speak and look and eyes and design and ears and blood flow? And I mean, there's a lot going on right now, you know what I mean? Just in your physical body. You know, to take a step, all the electron. I mean, you realize how complex, how amazing God is? So you don't ever, you know, if you got him in a box, get him out of the box, because he's out of the box anyway. You think he's in the box, he's not in the box. <laughs> He's like, I hate to ruin your day, but I'm not even in your box. <laughs> and what, I, and what, what the Lord showed me over this last weekend was, and here's how funny it can be. We think that we have the latest, newest revelation of God. <clears throat> it's just so silly. Right. Because here's the truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to open with this statement this morning that we are the body of Christ, and we have to learn that God can do more than one thing at one time. So that kind of sums it up. Because it's even interesting when you go to a conference, for a lot of us who are here today, and it's been a, there was a big conference at Elam Gospel Church, a great place, 30 minutes from here, and we had nationally known, internationally known speakers who impact the body of Christ in their sphere, <clears throat> and they were, it's a gift to have them here, so we participated, and we were able to receive from their ministry, right? Well, in a sense, if you took each individual message, you could almost say there was a collide or a collision course or they were contradicting each other. Because one of them could have been very passionate about the marketplace and another could have been very passionate about healing. Well, the truth is God's very passionate about the marketplace. He's very passionate about healing. It's when we say, oh, God likes to heal people. Well, God likes to heal people and he likes to disciple nations. 
God likes to ha- have people soak in his presence, and God loves an executive in a board meeting who's, who, who's ministering over economies. You understand? So, I mean, God is bigger, and we have to learn that he can do more than one thing at one time. And what really hurts is your thing that you think you're passionate about, and the thing that you think is the most important is not the most important. It's part of the big picture. The truth is, my little big toe, anybody get a hammer or a stub, or that little big toe gets black and blue and your nail's falling off? Doesn't seem significant most of the time, right? That big toe. Till you can't put your shoe on. Or you try to walk two miles and you're constantly in pain. So that little big toe, I'm not thinking about it much. It's as vital, as important as my heartbeat, as my lungs, as my eyes. I thank God for eyes. Thank God that I can hear. Thank God I can flip my pen around today, you know? <laughs> I mean, you realize that the body, we, everything that God is doing is important. So that's a highlight that, and this is really kind of fits because because what we're going to talk about today is, to me, it's very important. It's part of the big picture. It's always part. So where it says, the word says, you know, we see in part, we prophesy in part, we know in part. And when we're all together, we get a fuller expression of the whole. And that's even the cool body of Christ. So God's a multitasker. He can do a lot at one time. He can have strong emphasis at one time. It's amazing that the God of the universe cares about orphans and widows, and he cares about his people in every single, every arena of life. He cares about what God, what's going on in his people. That he loves teaching children and he loves advising nations. He loves when people are in places of influence as presidents and the Sunday school teacher. He loves it all. And he can do it all at once or he can do it all basically at the same time. So I want you to think about that. This morning I'm going to paint several different pictures, a lot of different pictures. And I, and, I, and I believe they're all going to fit at the end. Um, as during worship, the Lord showed me that, believe it or not, and, and I know this for several people here, believe it or not, it requires you to invest in order to get a return on investment. If you don't invest, don't expect anything in return. Seems harsh, right? It's a principle of sowing and reaping. It's a spiritual law that will never be violated. We think that we don't have to sow, and we're going to reap. Somehow God's just a musician up there and he, we're going to just declare some things. He's going to snap his fingers for us. It was a principle of sowing and reaping. So this was not in my notes. And you can tell because I went and grabbed a piece of paper and wrote it real quick. But I know this is an intense something that I know the Holy Spirit wants to release this morning. Believe it or not, because what we believe is very important. And I love, I love when I hear people say, you know, believe it or not, Jesus is coming back whether you believe it or not. Right? So you don't have to believe it. He's coming back. Believe it or not, it requires you. I'm speaking to each individual as you were in, you know, looking at you or we're out for coffee. It requires you to invest in order to have a return on investment. It's, it, it requires you to sow in order to reap. And how this is going to fit into my message this morning, because I know it was, it was in my spirit, is I'm going to say this up front, that if you want to be a friend, you want friends, be a friend. So we're going to talk about friendship today. Living in the kingdom, and we're going to talk about friendship and connecting and people. It's as important as I could talk three weeks on healing and raising the dead. You understand? Talking about friendships and relationships and families and connecting is as important as anything I will ever share from this platform. 
That's the weight that I feel from the Holy Spirit today. It's not a little topic to kill a weekend because I didn't have nothing else to share on this morning. So you want to you wanna make friends? Be a friend. So I'm just going to do some fun things here with some of the pictures. Living in the kingdom. Our whole life is about living in the kingdom. We have a king and a kingdom. And there's so many things that are going on, but I want to I highlight the word community, for instance. It's, it's interesting. The name of our church, our community, is New Hope Community Church. Why do, why do we go through the trouble to put a community in there? You know, community, and, and, and again, I'm just going to get kind of basic, but you'll, you'll get the gist of it here. A community means we have something in common. So what do we have in common? Jesus. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus this morning. I'd have slept in, maybe had a bagel sandwich, maybe took a motorcycle ride and get ready for the Buffalo Bills game or something, but I probably wouldn't be here this morning. Anybody feel like that sometimes? If I didn't have that in common, because now I love, from the moment I got saved, I love being at church. No one makes me come to church. I love being with God. I love being with his people. You know, I love when people got that argument. You know, you can, you can be at church at, in, in your house. Yeah, it's kind of lonely being in your house all alone, being at church. And nothing like the corporate expression of the body of Christ and corporate worship and shouts and hoots and hollers and gathering with people, making friends and getting connected to a common thing. There's a king and a kingdom. I love church. We're the church. And it's funny, I had so many little things the Holy Spirit was going to remind me of. You know, the Holy Spirit's right here. He's talking. He's right here. He's right. It's like, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I got that. I remember. I'm going to do that right now because you know it was in my heart. Um, this all fits. Believe it or not, this will all fit together. And if, <laughs> and if, if, you, if you watch Lance, Lance Wall now speak, you know, I felt good about some things about myself. Because <laughs> that guy had about 60 bunny rats. Man, but he nailed it home every time. Um, there was a young teenager whose family was going through horrible, horrible, can't, can't get into it. But when I tell you it was horrible, things that she was facing, her family, her mother, her father, horrible. The young teenager rises up out of her seat when the father was bringing ugly accusations against the church. He forgot that he was part of the church. And the teenager rose up and she said, I want you to know something. No matter what you say, dad, and this happened to be the dad in this situation, she said, if it wasn't for that church, we wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it. Mom would be in a nut house, and we'd be scattered all over the place. So thank God for that church that somehow is under your skin, but the church is powerful and beautiful, and we are the church. And there's so many good things. I get really riled when people start knocking at the church because we are the church. So a community is a group of people who have common goals. It's just something we share in common. It's drawn us together. It's caused us to be together, to gather. Jesus is the king. In the community, you have fellowship, and you have uh, things that you share. And every healthy community is growing and enlarging and making room for other people. In the science dictionary, I like going to the dictionary and looking up words and kind of getting, I really liked this one. This happened to be in the science dictionary about community. A group of organisms or populations living and interacting with one another in a particular environment. So can you picture that? A group of organisms or populations living and interacting with one another in a particular environment. That would be our church service this morning. 
The organisms in the community affect each other. Imagine that, we affect each other. And here's what it says. It affects each other's abundance, distribution, and evolutionary ab- adaptation. Depending on how broadly one views the interaction be- between organisms, a community can be small and local, like a pond or a tree, or regional and global. I just thought that was fascinating because what the Lord showed me about this whole idea how we affect each other. So as a community today, we affect each other. We have a responsibility to one another. And we share in each other's abundance. Distribution, and when I saw distribution, I saw how we allow each other to release gifts and talents and how we affect each other by the body ministry that we have. And there's things I have uh, that Grace don't have, or Grace has that I don't have, or, or Steve or Mike. We all carry something that's really vital to the community. And this evolutionary adaptation, and the Spirit just said, that's how we grow. You know, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. I don't want to be the same person five years I am now. That's that adaptation, that's that process of developing and growing. So in a community, you grow, we link. Part of what I want to do this morning, Howard, I'm going to have you put that up now. Because this has a lot to do with the season of life that we are, find ourselves in as a church. So we are a community. We're a local church. We're a group of people who have something in common. And it's Jesus the King and the kingdom. So we're, today is, we're, we're releasing this today because it's important. So Howard's going to put up a logo here that we've, that we've developed, and it's, we're going to define it a little bit this morning. So who's, uh, who's oh, there it is. I was going to do a little commercial for a minute. Wednesday Connect. Growing together. In the life of our church, for those of you who are brand new, never been here one time in your life, we are about a 30-year-old church, about, I don't have the specific date, and we've been in this community, and we've had influence in this community, and we have seen waves of a lot of different things. But we've always been a community. And one of the highlights is we love his presence, we love his worship, we love worship in his presence. We also love fulfilling his purposes. And we love being a people who take, you know, know our God and display exploits and take action. And for years and years now, we haven't had what we'd call a midweek meeting. Now, I can tell you, in the foundations of the church, there was a midweek meeting. There were a lot of meetings. And a lot of meetings are good at times. A lot of meetings can be where the saints down. Nobody's got time for nothing. Everybody's going to a meeting. Pete, can we have coffee? No, I've got to go to a meeting. You know? Hey, you got to come over for dinner. I've got to go to a meeting. A lot of meetings. You know, can, can we get together, have some fellowship and some fun? Can we play cards? No, nope, got to go to the meeting. So, in a sense, we all got burned out on meetings. A lot of the core people here have been here for years. Uh, Wanda and our family, we've been, we've been here 25 years. I'm going to talk about roots. 25 years. Roots go down deep in 25 years. It's called history. It's called experience. It's roots that you have. So, in a sense, um, what you always want to do, though, is what is God doing in that community? What is God releasing to the body of Christ? Now, we come into a season where the truth is, there's a beautiful couple I'm going to have come up here in a minute, and it, their name is Craig and Chris. And they've been among us for about four or five weeks, and I haven't had them over for coffee. I, you know, and you know, how many of you know Sunday is terrible for connecting with people? Did anybody realize that? 
Because even myself and you know, new people, it's like, yeah, how are you? Yeah, good, good. God's good, yeah, awesome, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, God's good, yeah, awesome. How are you? Uh, yeah, what's your name? Oh, yeah, Chris and Christ. Yeah. That, that's about the, how, how deep does that root go down? You know, about 10 weeks, your, your little root went down about a quarter of an inch. One of my favorite memories, Liza's not here. Uh, Liza, if you're downstairs, I think Craig and Liza are downstairs in the nursery. But this was a great memory that I have this summer. Liza, how fun was it to be in the tent and play Yahtzee with you and Christina and Sarah, my daughter Sarah. Four individuals connecting, playing Yahtzee under the lantern. That was connecting. That was laughing. That was getting crazy. That was, you know, in the tent, bugging the mosquito. It was a memory. Connecting means getting, investing, and taking time with people, okay? So Wednesday Connect, growing together, is something that will literally start this next Wednesday, Wednesday the 26th at 6 p.m. Here's what's fun. Everybody gets to come, and everybody gets to eat, and we're going to have dinner. How many of you know dinner is a great place to connect? Great place to connect, right? So dinner is a great place to connect. When you connect, here's what happens. The word connect. Don't minimize the power of some of these words. You join, you link, you fasten together. You're united. You, bond, you're, you're, you bind. Connecting, I'm associated with. Now all of a sudden, there's something that keeps you there. There's something that keeps you there. You know what the opposite of connect is? Divide. Disassociate. So if we, we're either, you know, you want to connect or you want to be divided. I want to connect. We're going to connect. So Wednesday Connect, Growing Together, is going to be the theme of this, and it's going to happen on the second and the fourth Wednesday of every month. And during the Wednesday Connect time, there's going to be a multi, remember, this is all going to connect. God can do more than one thing at a time. We're going to have a foundations class. I hope right now that there are people that hear me right now and your spirit just leap because you've been saying, I want to get into a foundations class. Because my foundation, I, you know, I've known the Lord for three or four years, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's a foundations class. Next week, we're showing the Father of Lights movie. I'm sorry, this week. This week, this Wednesday. So we're going to have dinner this week, and we're going to show the Father of Lights movie which is one hour and 37 minutes long. We have to work on that because we want all the kids to have fun. It's kind of long for the kids at night. But don't forget, we're starting at 6. Movie will start at 7.05 sharp, and it'll go an hour and a half. So that's going to be our connect time. Now, how many of you know, usually, you know, if you're, if you're doing a, you know, ever do that, well, you, you know, my wife says to me, honey, I don't feel like we connected. Well, honey, we, we, went, we went and saw the Born Legacy movie last weekend. So it wasn't connected. We sat at the theater for two hours and 25 minutes. I said, well, we ate popcorn together. <laughs> This, you know, so movies aren't the best thing to connect, right? If you want FaceTime, you want one-on-one time, you want to hear somebody's heart, you want to just veg out and watch a great movie, that's, that's okay. But there'll be times the dinner part will be connecting, right? Movie time, we'll all get inspired. There'll be foundations classes, and there'll be other, other classes. I can tell you right now, we're, we're planning it out, we're working on it. Grace Cummings, our beautiful sister Grace, who's a licensed, um, ordained, qualified, bona fide, certified, anointed teacher of God, She's awesome. She'll be doing a, doing a three-week class on dreams. And it's an interest. People want to know about dreams, interpreting dreams, how God speaks to me in a dream. Uh, God spoke to me into a dream Friday, and I called somebody on Saturday, and I knew it was because of the dream. And it was that clear. Call that person, do that, see what they think. And a dream, Friday. So we're going to do a thing on dreams. Um, 
as, as the week goes by, I, I, I know this, we don't kid about this stuff. We're going to probably have a euchre tournament. Well, what's the value of a euchre tournament? I'll tell you what, the value of a euchre tournament is going to be like probably one of the most awesome things we do in the next six months. <laughs> you know, healing, miraculous signs and wonders, discipling nations, euchre tournaments. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine God caring about a euchre tournament because it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And you know why? Because there'll be laughter and joking and fun, and I can't wait to get my partner and beat your partner some good, competitive, wholesome stuff. You know, I don't know where cards ever were evil in the church. I mean, I never grew up that way. Praise God, they would have hated me a long time ago. You know? (laughs) Our family, we have a family of seven, five kids. We love playing games, man. We have more fun playing games, doing stuff. And you know, it's not about the game. It's about looking at Mark Romack, looking at me and thinking, oh, I got a good hand, or whatever. It's fellowship, it's fun. It's, it's, that, it's that fun little bickering. It's euchre, it's fun. Let's have fun in the kingdom of God. Living in the kingdom is fun. That's gonna be part of Wednesday Connect. So training and equipping and prayer and connecting and having dinner. Wednesday Connect. It's gonna be so important to the life of the church. It's gonna be so important to the life of the church because we are recognizing the importance you know, being deliberate and being intentional and hearing what the Holy Spirit speaks at the right time and the right season of your church is very important. You know, I see this beautiful couple there. You guys know we got like a beautiful little nillywed. See, you guys, the Lord just highlighted uh, Dave and Alex. Give them a hand. They're just married. They're newlyweds. Right? You know, it's fun. You might not know David and, and Alex very well. Wednesday Connect, you're probably going to get a chance to meet him. Follow me? Okay, this is something I want to do. I like visuals. I want Cameron and Misty. I've already asked these folks to come up. Cameron and Misty, come on up. <laughs> Cameron and Misty, I'm just going to have you stand right here. I'm just going to have you stand right here together. Beautiful. David, come on up, David. David. Cammy. Sweet Cammie, come up. David, I'm going to have you stand right here. Cammie, I'm going to have you right here. Craig and Chris, can you please come up? I'm actually going to move this. This is how I want, I want you to see this because this was pretty powerful to me. The Lord showed me this. Cammie, I'm going to have you stand right in the middle. Sorry. Craig, this is Craig and Chris. They're a really sweet couple. And Tom and Deb, Tom and Deb, come on up. Tom and Deb. Now, you know, that's the fun thing. You know, we are not live streamed, but I just want you to see this little picture. See them little people? You see it? You know, if we had the Zoom screen, it's little stick people. And it says, new people coming. This is how God speaks to me. New people are coming. And I got, like, believe it or not, I, I definitely had Cameron in my picture. See the fro, bro? That was, that was, no, that, that is you with the fro. I knew you were going to be up there. And I saw Tom and Deb and Craig and Cammie's up here and David. And, uh, uh, you know, if I could play some really soft music. So, you know, and, and really, guys, you know, dim the lights just a hair, just a hair. Because I, I want something to impact you here. Because this is very serious. Okay, I want you to look at these folks. And here's the truth, okay? These folks I picked very deliberately because you know what? 
they're not known among us. They're not known. They're not familiar with you. And I heard their heart crying out this morning as I was preparing. And when new people come, I hear a heart, and they say, how can I get to know you, New Hope Community Church? Do you really even care that I'm here or that we're here this morning? Do you really care? Did you know that everybody wants to be known? Everybody wants to have value in the community? Do you know that i really like you to get to know my story and how I might fit in here? And you know, I've been coming to a new place maybe one week, several weeks, or for a few months now, and um, part of my heart is really to make some new friends. Because deep in my heart, I, I want to be connected with people and have relationships with people that will grow and have roots. So what a disaster it would be for Wednesday Connect time to turn into the same five people sitting at the same dinner table who don't have no capacity to enlarge themselves or have eyes to see that there are others that God wants to get in the circle of love. So I want you to remember these faces. And I want you to remember that they've been among us And if you have a hard time remembering people, then I'm going to ask you to invest in a notebook and just remember an older, sweet couple that kind of sit over there, and their name is Chris and Craig. It's not just Pastor Ralph's job. If all of you are looking to me to maintain all this, the church will not grow. You understand that? If you are not willing to invest, there will be no return on all of our investment. There will be no return. Stephen's message several weeks ago about laity and, 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 and the pastors and the, what was that neat word we heard yesterday, Grace? Um, parishioners. parishioners. <laughs> the pastors and the parishioners. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. We are all. The signs and wonders will follow believers. Believers are responsible to touch other believers. And I'm glad Ralph's got that covered. That looks like a handful of people right there. I hope he's having them over for dinner. You know, he must be really busy. No, it's the body of Christ. It's your responsibility. Okay? Guys, thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. So I want you to remember that God is bringing new people into a community. We're almost done, and then we're going to have communion, and before that, I'm going to play a song. I want to share an experience that happened at Wally and Tammy's house, and what, I, what I've learned is I've learned a little bit about my personality. Grace and I had a neat talk yesterday about how you're wired, what makes you you, some of your quirks, you know, some of your strengths, some of your weaknesses. You know, the truth, you know, we all got to be us, right? You know, got to be me, I got to be me. You know, it really is true. You know, you can't, because I can't be Tyrell, I can't be Mark. We got to be who you are. <laughs> what do you say? I missed it. <laughs> you got to be you, okay? So this happened, and I thought, this is funny how this is my personality. We were at Wally and Tammy's house, and we were doing one of our very first uh, um, as a church in the sense of a new day. There was a new season in the life of the church. 
and we did like a fa- miniature family fun day, cookout at the Kings, you know? People come in, you know, volleyball, the pool, people sharing. And we hadn't started like a little fire pit or anything, but all of a sudden there was a small circle of chairs. You guys know that? Can you picture that scene? You know, everybody's active. It's like fun and life is going on. And then there was like 10 chairs. And I made an observation. It was really interesting because I love watching people. Everybody that had placed their chair in the circle of love, that I, I call it the circle of love, they needed continuous reminding and encouragement to enlarge the circle for others. Can you picture that now? Because, you know, let's be honest too. You get your little spot, you move all the chairs over, you sit down, and now you got your territory, right? And then you're happy because there's like 12 other people around you, and there's a circle of love. When somebody else, when, when you know, Ralph comes over with his little chair and look at the little circle of love, <laughs> and you're kind of like, and they, you know, some of them are just kind of like, you know, like, and it was just an observation, but it's kind of funny because, you know, well, you can sit on the outside of the circle of love. And I was in the circle of love, and I said, whoa, no, no, no. We got to enlarge the circle of love. Remember? Do you remember? I called it the circle of love. Enlarge the circle of love. And it was somewhat inconvenient. And this is where it fits in. It was a little bit inconvenient. Now you got to get up. you got to re- re- you know, reassess the size of the circle, the placement of the chair. But everybody got comfortable. Two, three, four, five minutes, two other little people came over with their little chairs. And we all looked at each other. And they, at this time, you know, that's what I love about instruction and teaching. They all looked at me and they said, oop, let's get up and enlarge the circle of love. <laughs> they said, you know, now here's the funny part. Pastor Ralph's here. There is no option. When Pastor Ralph's at the picnic, you will enlarge the circle of love. <laughs> if I'm not there, I hope you learned to enlarge the circle of love. Because when you don't enlarge the circle of love, them two people who wanted to get into the circle of love, the next time you have a picnic, guess what? Oh, I wonder where Joe and Tammy are. Oh, they didn't come. Because they felt rejected. Nobody really cared. Nobody wanted to be, you know. Nobody invited me into the circle of love. I'm telling you, we all want to be invited to the circle of love. And there's a beautiful king who died so that everybody can be invited to the circle of love. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I want you to remember the folks. I want you to remember the circle of love. And I'm going to close with a classic, classic song. Now, I love this song, and I realize it's how much I love this song, but it kind of hits on this idea. But pay attention to the words, because it says something like, if you call me, I'll be there. Ooh. I'm sitting all alone at home. You know, I got a sprained foot. My lawn's getting really long. And none of the brothers are coming over to help me cut my lawn. And God, you're so big and so awesome because you know you can speak to all the brothers in the church because I need some help. Right? Because God, you're so big. And they, uh, did they forget that I sprained my foot and the lawn's getting long? And you sit there and you're the busy and the best pottery and you're all mad at everybody. <laughs> right? It's amazing. Because you know what? You pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. I mean, imagine that you got some responsibility in this thing. For God forbid that you got to do something every now and then. <laughs> you got to pick up the phone. 
Mark. Marky. My lawn is so long. I need some help. I need some help. Can you come over? You know, if I made that call, I, you know, it was really neat. Something happened last week where I, I said to the person, I said, I said to the person, right now, I was completely confident, right now I could call 10 people to solve that problem. I knew it. What's the problem? What's the solution? You don't know anybody. Maybe you're a little hesitant. Maybe I can solve that problem. I got 10 people I could call right now. Boom, confident. So pay attention to the words because you know what? That's part of that investing thing the Lord showed me. You have to invest. There's a return. And the body of Christ, don't, when you're sitting miserable at home because no one seems to be reaching out, pick up the phone and call somebody. Pick up the phone. We're going to end with that song. And then Pastor Tim is going to come up and lead us in communion. But I want to go with this last picture. So I've done a few pictures, and they do all connect. Wanda and I love going to vineyards. And uh, we love having a nice glass of wine at the vineyards. And we love not having too excessively amount of wine at the vineyards. <laughs> because I have to drive the motorcycle. And we're cruising, and you know, this one day we saw five rainbows, and we went to like five vineyards. I mean, life couldn't be more grand. We had an awesome time. But I'm sitting there looking at these vineyards, and we did the Dr. Constantine Frank is one of the best vineyards in the state of New York. They, they, they literally, they got the, it's this, a clay, what's that fancy word? Accolades. Is that right? Accolades. And awards. And, and I'm telling you, these people, like, there's trophies everywhere, like the Super Bowl champs every year in this department. And, you know, they're really good. And what you realize is that this is, what I, what, what, this is what, how this impacted this message today. We are enjoying the teaching about the vineyard and the wines and Dr. Frank and his story. And, and I'm looking at a vineyard that is 50 years old. Now, you know, I'm going to be 54 in December, so I'm like, man, that vineyard's been there almost all my life. And you know how cool the, the hillsides are? There's new vineyards and mature vineyards. You know, the whole thing, Krista, this fun thing on vineyards. But the lady says this, and my, I, I just went like, Wanda, you hear that? She said the, vin- the roots, the roots on them, on them 50-year-old vineyards go down 30 feet deep into the ground. And I don't know, but, you know, but I mean, I'm like, man, that is like, you know, 5 feet, 10 feet, 20 feet, like 30 feet deep. So these plants are there. You know that beautiful scripture, I want to be rooted and grounded in his love. But I want to be, you know, they went down, the roots go down. So in Job 18.16, Job 18.16 says this. His roots are dried out below, and his branches wither above. You know that principle, right? No life in the roots, there is no vine on the tree. Right? And um, in Jeremiah 17.8, Jeremiah 17.8 says, For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread out its roots by the river, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green. And it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will it cease yielding fruit. Them 30 feet, no, I'm sorry, them 50-year-old vines with 30-foot deep roots, you know, they can endure a little bit of a drought here in July and August. And they're at a whole new level in the water table. Follow me? They're drawn on years of experience. Ezekiel 3.31.7. I love this one. Ezekiel 31.7 says, says, says this. 
Thus it was beautiful in greatness and in the length of its branches because its roots reached to abundant waters. It's a picture, it's a painting, right? Thus it was beautiful in greatness. That's me. (laughs) With its length of its branches because its roots reached to the abundant waters. That's you, and that's us, and that's the life that we have together. So Tim, you're gonna get ready after this song, but as we close, because I thought, you know, I, I love this because I'm always ready to be criticized or challenged because this is not, not many pastors might not play this song before communion in local churches. <laughs> but, but my confidence, I would say to you, well, number one, it's a really good song, and it fits perfect today because the Holy Spirit said to play it. And it's not, it's not offensive, it's just different. And all these things I saw today, because sometimes, you know, the devil's a liar and he wants to beat you up. You know, I, I might go home today, be watching the Bills game, kind of enjoying my life, and the devil would say, you know what, you didn't make no sense today. He'll say, man, you're all over the place today. And now I can go talk to the hand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, I, my... Jesus, I did what you wanted me to do, and I felt confident what you wanted to release, and God, you're good. Just, you know, oh, it's you again? Sorry, you're not bothering me. That's, that's true warfare, right? So, Pastor Tim, you're going to close us today. You're going to do the, we're going to have communion together, which is going to be really important. We're getting ready for Wednesday Connect, 6 p.m. this Wednesday night. Come, sign up. It's important to sign up because of food, right? Food preparation. Make sense? You know? Um, Um, So come, and we're going to close with this song, and then Tim's going to come up and lead us in communion. And a lot of you are going to know this song. It's a good song. My next song will be Come Together by the Beatles. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right. Wow, that was a good message. Holy cow. Ralph, I'm still processing. You can't do that to me. Send me up here after a really dynamic, awesome message right there. But um, just everybody close your eyes. Thank you, Mary. It's so amazing, God, because you've created us to be dependent on you and interdependent with one another, Lord. You've created us for fellowship. You've created us for friendship, Lord. Wow. And we just receive, Lord, today a new commissioning, Lord, to be a friend. Lord, would you teach us how to be a friend? Lord, it's, it takes work. It's, sometimes it's hard to know how to be a friend. When to listen, when to talk, when to ask for help, when to 
Sometimes it's not easy, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, we just receive today a fresh inspiration, commissioning, Lord, today to, to not just live our lives independent of people and of you, Lord. We want to be interdependent with people and dependent on you, Lord. Your Holy Spirit, we thank you for that, Lord. We just bless you. So this is uh, how I'd like to kind of do things this morning. Um, if you could get in small groups of maybe like four or five, if you need to turn a chair, do that. And I want to encourage you, if you feel led, you know, to go from the front to the back or vice versa, back to the front and join a group, I want to encourage you to do that. Get with maybe somebody because, you know, you know, the circle of love that Ralph was talking about. We have little circles of love all over the sanctuary this morning. There's my circle of love right, right there. It's about the fourth aisle back with all of my family. And uh, sometimes we got to break out of those places. So just take a few minutes before we do communion and get with a group of people. Because this is, we want to make this a community expression this morning. Do me a favor for 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 uh, structure's sake. Just remember wherever you put took your chair from, so Ralph doesn't spend the next six weeks trying to get the chairs back perfectly. Okay, as soon as you got your little group, just uh, just take just take a minute and settle in. We're gonna. You guys, want you go ahead and pass out the bread or. When I was when I was talking to the Lord, when I was talking to the Lord about this morning and the the encounter this morning, just the bread right now, guys. Just a prayer right now. Um, the, the the phrase the Lord told me yesterday when I was preparing was that His body was broken so that our yours doesn't have to be. And um, and I was talking to my wife later, and I said, you know, honey, I died. Like, there we go. And she was like, and she told me something that was very kind of cool. She said, actually, Jesus' body was broken then so that his body doesn't have to be broken today. Ooh, I was like, okay, all right. And she wanted to claim that, but I told her, you know, look, it came from my idea first. So, you know, we kind of co-authored it, I guess. But, <laughs> but there are two components to that. There, there's a physical healing and there is a relational and emotional healing. And so what I want us to do is just kind of an expression of community. We don't have to take 20 minutes to do it. Just take a few minutes and if you have pain, God's already been working on the healing. He's already raised the faith level for healing up to here. So the healings are about to break out. 
So if somebody has pain or they have a need, I want everybody just in your circle to take a minute because God, he, his body was broken, so yours doesn't have to be. And if there are relationships or emotional issues or whatever, then, then deal with those as well. But I want to just spend a little time praying together for uh, the physical body and the spiritual body. And then we're going to take it together, okay? So go ahead and... what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of pray pray for us and then as you guys are praying you can take it together as a small group on the night that Jesus was betrayed he took he took the bread and he passed it around and he said this is my body which was broken for you do this in remembrance so Lord we remember that your body was broken so that ours does not have to be Lord thank you take this in remembrance of you Jesus still going to be prayer going on, that's fine. Um, okay. Go ahead and pass it through Thanks. 
just as you're continuing to pray um, and the juice is going around, I'm going to talk a little bit more. Jesus, he shed his blood so to cover our sins. And you know what's interesting? It's funny because um, in some ways it's hard for some to live down the consequences of the sin or the past or, or, or whatnot. Uh, but the thing the Lord was telling me this morning, even as you're praying in your little groups, is there, there may be some people here today who just can't get past the past. And so just I want you guys as we're kind of going around to be even be praying for that as well. But the blood of Jesus covers your sins. It was done. It's done. It's past tense. You don't have to relive that or beat yourself up about it or remind yourself about it over and over and over again because his love covers it. His blood covers it. That's why his blood was shed because he loves you that much. So if there are people who are bold enough to speak up, to say, call on people in your group and say, I'm really struggling with some stuff from the past. You don't got to get specific with anybody unless you trust people like that. But there may be some issues from the past that you're dealing with and God wants to set you free this morning as we take this part of the communion together. So as the, the juice is going around, we're just going to take time and pray into those things as well as continue to pray into the healings you guys have been praying for. So. took the bread, he took the cup, and he said, this is my blood that was shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me until I come again. So go ahead whenever you're ready as a group to, Father, we remember your blood that was shed for our sins, Lord, that we no longer have to live from the past mistakes or the past issues or whatever, Lord. That you've, you've settled those issues, Lord. You've set us free, God. In Jesus' name. just going to close in prayer and you guys are free to go when you're done ministering to one another. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're always good. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to be friends. Thank you for teaching us how to be a community and a body. Lord, and I pray 
that today would be a benchmarker for all of us, Lord, that we would notice that today was a day that things changed here at New Hope, Lord, for us, for our relationships, for our friendships, for our community, Lord. And we just speak a blessing over every family, over every person, over every household right now. We just say, in the name of Jesus, be released to bring revival wherever you go to bring revival to your business, your place of work, your daycare facility, wherever you go, your campus. In Jesus' name, amen. You're free to go.